Uh, <laughs> hello, RP people, and welcome back to another episode of Role Playing as Smart People, the podcast where we pretend to know what we're talking about when it comes to all things tabletop. My name is Santa, and thanks for tuning in again. Joining me today, we got Scott, Finder, and Matt again. Welcome back, Matt, and hello, everyone else. How's it hey. going? Well, on today, <laughs> hello, Scott's Whoa. all sultry and dark, <laughs> yeah. brooding. It's for it's for it's for, it's for Jared. Hello, Jared. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, I think I do feel the vapors. <laughs> that was too good of an accent for a Canadian. That was a pretty good Southern Belle. It's not bad. <laughs> it's literally probably the only line I can do. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so on today's Sorry. episode, we are going to be talking about West March campaigns. What the hell are they? Mm. How are they to run? And what's everyone's experiences with them? So to start it off, anyone want to explain a little bit of what a West March campaign is? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I can explain what they're supposed to be. Uh, so basically, <laughs> it's never what they are, but it's what no. they're supposed to be. Um yeah, it's it's more or less you the the whole idea is to be able to run or play games whenever you want to, whenever you have time, whenever you can find time. Players are supposed to take big initiative and in like gathering groups together and also gathering GMs if you have multiple GMs. And it's and usually you're based out of like a central location um so that everybody can kind of meet back at the location so everybody's ready for like the next mission. And it's kind of a series of one shots um mm -hmm. and but all interconnected into like a bigger story that everybody's telling together and yeah that's what it's supposed to be it gets way more complicated it's way more um in reality it's uh that's a fantasy right so. yeah <laughs> rich <laughs> well for, so i've never run a west marches i've only played in them um <laughs> from my experience they are, in theory, easier to get into a game, but you run into the whole problem of scheduling. And nobody wants to compromise their schedule for anybody else. And so it's like, well, I'm available here and I'm available here. So we need three people. Okay, I've got one. <laughs> I guess I'm not doing that adventure. <laughs> so I've ran a few uh, games with me, with me and another player. That yeah. is interesting. Yeah, well, that's the thing is a lot of people don't want to do that. And so yeah. real quick, too, what a West March isn't because I I have a player and this is this is dominates West March campaigns. It is not. Well, I'm not going to swear. It is not a hex crawl. It is not a hex crawl. You are not traveling to uncover a hex map. That is a completely different sandbox campaign. There are random encounters, but. People have this misunderstanding of that. When you're a GMing in West Marches, you already have rumors, which means you have adventure locations set up, which normally means you have modules and adventures. There is this misperception that that's not true and that you're just making shit up on the fly. And it's a hex crawl. It's not a hex crawl. It has very – I know it looks like a hex crawl, but that's not what it is. Um, and woof, man, that's, that's real be. annoying. It can be. But no, you're not, not playing West March then. Yeah, you're not playing West March if you're doing a hex crawl because a hex crawl is a different – you're uncovering and everything is – you do have – yeah, a hex crawl map, you'll have predetermined locations, but you're not adventuring in a hex crawl. 
based on rumors normally. Normally you're traveling the length of the breadth of the map in order to, and just whatever you find, you find. Whereas mm-hmm. Westmarch is like you said, hey, there's a lost paladin's tomb. All right, we're going to go to that. And that's your that's your destination, and you're gonna you may have things along the way that you unlock, but you have a destination, and your dwell time is the game time, and then you're done. You can't hang out in the dungeon and wait for next session. You have to that's return to town. Is, you're yeah. you're done. Yeah, and so that's kind of what I mean by it. yeah. As you say, this is where yeah. Santa you throw in a, a Venn diagram of hex crawl and Westmarch yeah. overlap. I'll see if it I really is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there really is overlap, but by by principle, you're not adventuring across a map to uncover things. That's not the point. The point is you're going to a an adventure location based on a rumor or lore or whatever, and then you're gonna come back. Um, and so that's really the big difference. Because a, a hex campaign, you all a hex crawl, you normally also can camp out in the wilds, but in, in, until the next session, but you can't do that in the West March. You have to come back to town. And hex crawls are what I typically have run in the past if I'm yeah. doing those types of games. Like my entire Desert of Desolation campaign with my kids yeah. was a hex crawl that they'd get clues about certain things happening in different areas and they would hex crawl to that area. Yeah. But it, it was pure hex crawl for that for that game for the most part. It's yeah, weird. Except for when you got to a dungeon. Then there's some dungeons. But, yeah. but, you, but you can combine them. Like um, <laughs> I think... Guy Sanders or me, myself, and Die has a video fairly recently of how to combine a hex crawl with a West Marches, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you go find this mountain and it's got dwarves in it, and then you go over here and you find this other thing and it's this tower, and it's like, oh, these dwarves f- <laughs> fled from this tower. I forget how he puts yeah. it, but he goes through it really well on like how you can combine them. But it takes a lot of work on the GM side. It doesn't really. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it, it leans itself towards like multi GM ones, which is most of the ones I've ran. Well, and it sounds it's like that not, kind that's of an idea. idea. Yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead, Scott. Uh, so that's just not a pure West Marches campaign, though. Yeah. The moment you yeah. don't return to town, you're no longer West Marching yeah. it, which is. Oh, you can return to town. It's just, yeah, just kind of filling in the blanks as you go. Yeah. So and then some maps. <laughs> go ahead, Rich. You can do this all night. It's just, <laughs> the maps get too big to where you. The maps get so big where you're not logically returning to town, where you're not logically going to spread out, and so you have to understand map sizing and travel distances and hand waving. But go ahead, Rich. Unless you no, like, like Santa wanted to say something. Uh, so. I was going to say I couldn't find a Venn diagram, so instead I quickly <laughs> drew up um, this image. I hope this explains everything to everyone. Hex <laughs> West, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's exactly it. That's just, that's exactly it. It really is an, an honest thing. <laughs> but but I, what I was going to say is if you've got the the idea of we're going here and then going there, then you're not returning back to town. And that's right. limiting the uh, information available to the other players in the West Marches campaign, which I think is the idea of returning yes. back to town. It's a one shot. Yes. So to yeah. do the hybrid model, you're going to almost have to have a an agreement up front that understands, you know what, we're going to do like maybe a two or three shot before you return to town. Uh, sort of thing, but, or but you could again, have that requires scheduling. <laughs> well, but that's the point of the West Marches, just so yeah. everyone's tracking. The only reason the West Marches even got started as an idea was because uh, the guy who created the idea didn't want to. What he was, gaming groups get stagnant, and so after your I don't know sixth session or whatever it is, if you're still playing, you're just now coming together in general just because it's the thing to do, and that's his theory. And so you're, you're gaming because that's, that's what you do on a Thursday night. 
instead of, hey, there's a cool rumor. We want to do this. And that was his point with West Marches is like, okay, I'm going to let all of you do the work and you just tell me when you're ready to roll and we're going to do it one time. And there's even rules set up in the traditional West Marches where you shouldn't adventure with the same people more than twice. And and so again, it's like it's that's where it differs a lot from other gaming styles. And again, when I talk about West Marches, you have to remember I'm talking as a purist. Rules as written West Marches, no combinations, no easy outs, no nothing else. And so, yeah, I just do my own thing. So, like the one I'm yeah. running right now, uh, run, we ran into the issue of uh, this is the weirdest issue that you'll probably <laughs> never ever see in anywhere else. We actually have way more GMs than we do players, and uh, oh. it's really. Um, it's really uh, uh, disheartening to, especially with the online play. I've only played them online, so it may be different yep. in real life. I know they're supposed to be in real life. Like, that's where they originally started and stuff, whatever. Um, I've only played them online, but we have more GMs, and it's really disheartening to put together this big scenario or whatever you're doing, and then nobody sign up. Like, it just sucks. And the one I'm running is actually um, – it's in stars without number. So we all kind of report back to the spaceship. It's a trade ship. We move every month and uh, we move to a different uh, system within the same, it's a huge sector. And we have like this overarching um, plot line that we're kind of like running from these like people. And um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. We put a lot of lore back into it, but it's kind of dying in a way because uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's it's really hard when you when you set up all this online stuff and then don't get any players or and and then yeah. one of the yeah. big things about a West March too is like the players are supposed to take initiative and I've yep. never seen that happen. I don't know why. Clear, Scott told me to knock it off. <laughs> I did. I did. I did because I'm done running it um, because I have other issues with West Marches. Um, yeah. Wait, you yeah, know, but that is uh, weird that you have more GMs, but yeah, what? Well, it's, the, it's the people that I talk yeah. to and I, I sure, kind of recruit to that kind of stuff that are interested in shit like stars without numbers, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, just crazy. So, does that mean I can that's leave that's that been... Yeah, 100%. I, mean... <laughs> I, sh- I, shut the, I shut the fucking game down, so it's not no one's logging in to do it. So, oh, you're talking about and no one, is, I think, oh, yeah, I think yeah, no one's asked, mine. He's mine. Oh, <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna leave your server and leave you completely. I actually have a game, so I got a game this Tuesday night uh, to because it's for a uh, convention, a long, online convention. It's like the the test game for it, but um, yeah, I'm like building lore like elsewhere in the galaxy. That's kind of way I like it, and I'm probably gonna mm-hmm. keep this uh, this West March like lore around for stuff like that because now I like have this huge. <laughs> Um, <laughs> 20 by 20 sector in West in, in yeah. stars that number that has got a ton of lore built into it. And I can just pull on that. And that's what I'm going to do for uh, the game for the convention is I'm going to go way out from where we are, do something else and kind of like fill in some of the lore about the people who are chasing us, who are like these yeah. evil death cult people who feed people to worms. <laughs> nice. I mean, I essentially, yeah, I could take everything I did for this stupid West marches and turn it into a, a goddamn Savage World setting at this point because it's all dark Slavic fantasy and yeah. there's a lot. To, but yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, well, I want you to have uh, a conceit of what we're doing instead of, you know, you know, just whatever random nonsense. Yep. My first time running one, uh, or it, it takes a lot of work too. That's the other big thing. 
is it takes a lot of work and it's a lot more work than you expect. Now I was hoping this version of it. So I make a difference between a West March and a living world. Um, I'm kind of converting this one into a living world, but it's kind of just in my head sort of, but other people have contributed to it, but people have kind of fallen off, but a living world is kind of the same thing, but it's more um, like controlled and you have more control over it. And the players also have more control over it. If that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just more more control rather than like going out to these rumors and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah my first one was a living world with uh savage worlds, uh, crystal heart. And mm-hmm. I ended up hack- having to hack that system, that game so much <laughs> that I was like, screw it. I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. Like <laughs> I had to destroy the- if You know, that setting at all. It's a great setting, great comic. Um, but I had to destroy the Citadel, which is where everybody lives. Uh, it- uh, that plays the yeah. game anyway. And I had to like f- have them all, find this bunker because it just wasn't working like because the citadel they had no incentive to do anything they got nothing for it because the citadel like when you play the game with yourself you have no money you have nothing they just give you whatever you need it's a great setting uh just did not work the way i thought it would for a living world yeah and that's the thing for west marches too uh, people aren't don't really understand is that you have a town which we talked about and that's your base your central location but by the book West Marches, you don't do a damn thing with that town. You don't, because town should not be interesting. The players don't have any friends. They don't have any allies. There's no NPCs. And, I, you know, you're not really doing anything. You say, hey, this is an inn. You gather in here. Here's a stupid table map. And you draw on it. You make notes. And we, we sing and dance about what we're doing next. And then you go and do it. Yeah. So it's a very sterile thing. Yeah. Because players will want to go and spend five goddamn hours on a shopping spree in, a, in fucking Dungeons and Dragons, and I have zero interest in never doing that. So, ready by a macchiato. God, Jesus, my God! People get people get hung up on the weirdest nonsense in gaming, but it could be fun. No, it's not fun because I'm sorry, I didn't see where your paladin's character sheet has it listed where you have a a haggle and a barter skill to go buy useless trinkets. Like, what do you want? Just make a, make a goddamn list. But yeah, so, so I hate West, I hate West marches. Um, but it's because West marches is and rich played in the, f- the first game we did. West marches is completely antithetical to how I run a game. Yeah. A hundred percent antithetical. Uh, but the, I am, the idea I'm not a, being a, sorry. Uh, so I'm not, a, I'm not a, uh, I like. I prefer narrative. I prefer dungeon world and stuff like that. I want to interact with characters. I want to role play. You really don't do that in West Marches. It's because you're you're burning time. The more the more nonsense you do in West Marches, you're taking time away from the goal of going in the dungeon, killing monster, finding things, and coming back. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's like, well, this just crushes my heart as a GM, and it's like this is the the worst I've ever ran games. And. I, I, when you first told me about the concept of a West March, I thought, oh, that sounds like a really neat idea. And then the moment you start, after you finish your first, uh, your ver- first session, you're like, there's not really any role playing. You're literally just going in there to kill some monsters in a dungeon. I was like, yeah, I'm probably never going to do a single one of that because that's, that's not what's fun to me. It's the whole narrative yeah. and the story that's built around it. Like, Matt, you mentioned the living world. And I was like, oh, the, the living world. I've heard of games like that. And I've heard that they're a lot of work, but they're also more on the narrative side, at least 
where you're actually yeah. dealing with the world and the consequences around mm-hmm. it. I thought that that sounds a lot yeah. of fun, but yeah, West March has kind of seemed slightly. So but the big so draw of West March is, is like <laughs> being able to run or play a game, whenever you got free yeah. time. That's, yes. that's the yeah. big draw of it. And yeah. that's, it makes a lot of people interested, but when then when you get down to it, nobody's actually mm-hmm. there to play. Like no, so no, yeah, we're seeing that now. I think the server has what like fifty players. Yep. Yeah. And we scheduled two games since uh, January first ish. Yep. Yeah. Well, and there's very little. There's a little very little um, traffic on the Discord servers. Even you, you may get one person saying, "Hey, I'm interested in doing this," and then nobody responds, and mm-hmm. it's like. Hey, anybody? <laughs> anybody? Yeah. It's like, uh, I, I was willing to go with two people on an adventure, and they're like, no, we need to have more than that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let me know when you get enough. <laughs> I actually came to like uh, just me and another person. Like, I thought that was pretty fun, to be honest. Like, if it's a good person that you're playing with and you kind of like gel together uh, as a yeah. GM and player, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's actually was a lot of fun with that person. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's not for everybody. Also, no, and also players have a real the West Marches will teach you a real hard lesson that when we talk about you're not supposed to fight everything, well, you better goddamn believe it. Because there's no <laughs> you don't have a first level dungeon in West Marches that's five miles outside of town. That could be a ninth level dungeon just waiting for you to make <laughs> the wrong decisions or delve delve too deep and then you're done. And a lot of players don't want to retreat because of whatever reasons. They don't go. They're not going to pass boardwalk and collect money for the for the go time, um, and so they'll just stay and fight to the death. And it's just like, so you got to warn everyone up front, like, hey, this is a. Are we past the super swearing point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is We're a fuck around and find in. out campaign. Right, this is a fuck <laughs> around and find out campaign. Is what West March is. This. Mm-hmm. So, and some people don't like that once they uh, experience <laughs> experience that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we mentioned yeah. West March campaigns, but what other kind of um, campaign styles are there for a mass amount of people? We talked about West March, a little bit about Living Worlds. What exactly is there out there for people who are kind of interested in that style, but maybe West March isn't for them? So I do know um, there's a whole actual game system. I haven't played it, but I've I've listened to a talk on it and I chatted with the dude that made it. I think it's called flow is the game system. So it may be hard to find, but it's designed for the, the West March living world idea from like the ground up. Um, so there is stuff like that out there that people can find. There's, there's huge servers. Uh, I first found out about them in a uh, shadow run. And if shadow run your thing, like, which it's not a lot of people's thing. Um, there's a lot of those out there. I've heard of cyberpunk ones. There's, there's actually quite a few successful ones out there. D and D everything that you can think of. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, so if you want to find one, you can definitely find one. You can just do your Google searches and, uh, whatever game usually it's got to be a more popular game, like, you know, cyberpunk or Shadowrun or D and D, but, um, to find a big one. But yeah, I know of like, 2000 people in a server uh in one of them i think that was i think that was cyberpunk and then i know there's runner hub on um reddit which is 50,000 people or something crazy like 
It maybe not be fifty, maybe like four, but still, it's a crazy amount of still, yeah. Shadow run and uh, yeah, you know, a, a, this is a game system. It's and it's uh, narrative. I mean, Ten Candles to me is probably better than than Westmarch because Ten Candles is designed for a single night of play, and the story will be started and finished. Now, the downside is, of course, everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least in 10 candles <laughs> but but there is some i i mean I, I don't know why you couldn't take that concept that 10 candles has and change the genre and change it so that people don't necessarily have to die mm-hmm. um but th- there there's things like that if you're looking for a, a quick one shot and that literally takes almost zero prep i mean you have a an outline of here's what's kind of happening and then you all make it up as you go and so that, that to me is kind of an interesting game that I've never had the chance to play yet, but hope to someday. It just had an No, and that would work idea. because 10 Candles. Go ahead. So theoretically, let's say you take 10 Candles, right? You take that game where it's a game about dying. You put it kind of at the beginning of an apocalypse and the whole campaign style. <clears throat> it's sort of like with the West March where people just kind of join in, but it's all on different parts of the world. And it's everyone as they slowly pass away, die from whatever the apocalypse. And it's just really all the stories combined into aka one big kind of like game. Would that work? You could do survivor groups, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, kind of. It's just, you know, at the end of the, of the session. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Or maybe that's just me who's thinking it. I mean, it could be. It I could mean, work. I've been looking pretty heavy into uh, Delta Green lately, and I've, the way that's been described by uh, a few people I've listened to, I've read the book too, but um, is like you you can pull in people uh, like agents here and there because people die and go crazy so much that mm-hmm. is very modular in that way. So if that's kind of what you're talking about, yeah, um, that's that's kind of what that, it sounds very similar to what Delta Green is, mm-hmm. from what I understand. I haven't ran it or played it yet, so take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, I'm just... it is one of my next games. So, Scott, here's a question for you. Yeah, could TFR Task Force Raven be incorporated into a West March style of game? And what I'm thinking about that is you you have like your main yeah. HQ. There's nothing that really says people have to go back to a specific location. Information just has to get back to that specific location. So, Well, my conceit of West Marches, yes, everyone has to go back. I mean, that's the point of the West Marches. But, but is, is that because West Marches is fantasy? Uh, and they don't no, have telephones how, and radios. No, it's how it was designed. It was like, I'm going to play with you. You're four people who are strangers. We're going to do a game. You have four hours or five hours or whatever we've agreed to. And then I'm not going to see you again as this group. And then you're going to go find other things to go and do. And then I'm going to do that again and again and again and again and again. And that's the point of West Marches. So everyone does have to go back to the base. But what I mean is in a modern setting, in a modern setting, all of that can be accomplished without having to go back to a specific location. But by conceit, you're not playing West Marches. (laughs) I I see. I I think this is where we have uh, – there's the conceit in fantasy and, and is the conceit fantasy only because if it is then okay but if no, we're talking you can, marches, you can camp what? in fantasy so you can camp in fantasy you have rations and torches and all that shit 
Right. But if the idea is you still have to get back to that main location after no. one session of play, it's like basically a one shot right. and everybody goes back so that that information gets right. disseminated across everybody else. And if right. Why I mean, I know what you're that? I know what you're saying. It's just because of how a West marches is intended to be. That's why. You, so, but are you saying that you could take a team and let's say we're in Curacao and team alpha deploys out to hunt, I don't know, a Madre de Agua yeah. and they defeat the Madre de Agua or whatever they're doing, that ends their session. They've radioed everything back. All the intelligence is fed back through the system. And then the next group is going to be Team Bravo, which is going to be two completely different people. But they're going to go to a different location and do something else based on another rumor or te- mm-hmm. intelligence leads. It's possible. Um, it is possible. The problem comes up too is uh, West March is you're, you don't always finish the adventure site. And so you come back and say, hey, we couldn't get through that mm. door because it's a secret door. It's too heavy or we missed something or there's a trap or a big monster. And so a team, the next adventuring set could go pick up your slack and go do that. Well, that would be the only issue with that. Um, and again, West Marches, Team Alpha, I should never play with those four players again in the Agreed. same composition. Yeah, but but so in that's theory, why of course, Raven, you could you could separate that team into it's like, oh, we need your skill set over here with this team, and yeah, you, you know what yeah. I mean? So that, that's why yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah. in yeah. a modern setting, there may be yeah. other configurations that you could do to get that yeah. that same conceit without yeah. having to necessarily have everybody go back. It's like you're still doing a one shot, and yeah. when that one shot's done, that that's done, mission accomplished, mission failed, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it but, could yeah. And that's more or less how I've ran the uh, the stars without number one is I've got a narrative hook. Of, they got like basically a taxi attached to their ship that can go out and get people really quick. Yeah. Uh, and nobody's allowed to leave the system. Um, if they do, they've got to come back that session. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you can put rules in place to kind of get that together because in stars without number travel within a si- single system is mostly trivial unless you're really playing like, hardcore with it um which stars out number is very loose in that way where you can do it any way you want you can play it all on one planet or you can you know go across the whole galaxy and multiple sectors and all kinds of stuff so yeah i think scott you were wanting to say something about 10 candles as well so i can go a few minutes oh so yeah i mean if you wanted to use 10 candles for like excuse me like uh i I can see it be done with like we'll just use fantasy since that's really the intent of west marches is you can have the 10 candles not represent life. Hold on one second. But the 10 candles could represent um, your dwindling resources, sort of like darkest dungeon. So when that candle goes out, you're not dead, but you now have to flee the dungeon, the territory you're in and go back to safe haven. I mean, so it totally could do yeah. it. Um, I don't know how fast, you know, I mean, I, I, it could work. Yeah, I think it'd actually be pretty, pretty neat, honestly, of a concept, um, you know. You know where that would be really fun, though, would be with, Santa's idea of the post-apocalypse. And the reason I say that is yeah. the yeah. idea for 10 Candles is at the very beginning of the game, everybody records a last message. that, that you, A recorder gets passed around, and then when all the candles are out, you hit play on that, and you hear everybody's message that was recorded at the end of the game, and it's now in context of the end of that session of play, where in a post-apocalypse, that'd be like your found footage, which would be kind yeah. of interesting uh, in a game concept. Yeah, that'd be neat. 
That could be a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, it could work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a bad – anything can work. It's just my point is is if I run something like this, I'm going to run it as written and as intended. Yeah. Just to, it's either, And it's either going to work or it's going to fail because as soon as I have to start house ruling shit, that means the concept has failed. Like any a game system, the moment that I have to start doing shit to it to make it better, the game system's done with me. Yeah, and list marches definitely work. Just it's very yeah. hard to get them to work, and it is. Yeah, that's the big thing that yeah. even the the talks that I've listened to on them, uh, where you know it's several people running fairly big ones. Uh, I think it was Gen Con a couple of years ago, but anyway, um, the amount of work you got to put in to keep it running, and as like the main GM, even if you have multiple GMs, even if you're not trying to do that, ends up being. Wrap a ton of work. It's, <laughs> it's 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 a lot more than a lot of people really want to put in, and it's a lot more than, yeah. I mean, I go ahead. I was just gonna say my like my ideal West March isn't even really a West March. It's just like a gaming group that gets together. Really, I said the same shit. <laughs> I said the yeah. same shit. If I could take my Wednesday group that we're playing Dragonlance and run them through a West March campaign, which is no longer West March. It would be the best thing in my life yeah. because, you know, we get to role play. We get to explore. I can do random encounters. We can discover shit. And I, I don't, I'm not rushed for time. So I will say this. If you're a kind of person who you have a collection of modules that are easy modules, or you just go to one page dungeon and hit create. And you're the kind of person who's happy with, uh, we leave the town. It's four days out. I, I still stand by that if you're making any kind of survival tracking or whatever roles, you're also you're diminishing your time on target. And Rich and I had this conversation. It's if I have to take a half an hour in the beginning to fuck around with you getting there and a half an hour at the end, now you only got three hours of a, of a planned four-hour dungeon. And so I don't see the point in random encounters in West Marches or even weird shit because the littlest thing can throw players off. And so if you're the kind of person who can say, we're going to go from the town, you travel four days, it's cold, no one really gives a shit, it's all for window dressing, you're in the dungeon, you do the dungeon, you go back to town, have at it, West Marches will be right up your alley, and you don't have to worry about role-playing or funny voices or any of that shit. You just kill monsters and take their things and find more rumors and more legends and, and build on it, kind of like you know Matt was saying. But if that's, if that's the kind of person you like to gain, more power to you. I can't do it. God, I can't do it. Yeah, I was actually leaning the other way of just like one shots of different games. Like he brought up Ten yeah. Candles. Like that's a game that's made for one shot. And yeah. it just got me thinking like there's other games that I want to play that are just like that. I've played The Quiet, uh, not The Quiet Year. Um, the other one based on The Quiet Year, The Ground Itself uh, yeah. a few times. I want to play, you know, Ten Candles. I want to play Everyone is John really bad. Uh, oh, and those game. are all like one shot games. Yeah. Um, I just want a gaming group that's like, hey, some, somebody want to run this one day? You know, you know. So everyone is John is, is a game. Yes, yeah. it's and, great and, for streaming. Oh, exactly. <laughs> would, would, it, would it tie in with John dies at the end? Because those books are being John Being John Okay, okay. It's, yeah. it's actually a competitive RPG, which is the yeah. only one I know of. And yeah. everybody is you. I forget what the currency is, but you bet to get control of the guy. John's body. And yeah, you, you're all voices in his head. And yeah. you you bid against each other silently yeah. to get control. And then you yeah. have objectives. So some people have like smaller objectives they have to complete. Some people have bigger objectives. Like there's one, uh, the best actual play I've seen. I can't send anybody because 
the main dude that is like winning, his main objective is to blow up the Pentagon. And I don't want to send that to people. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, um, it's a good, but it's a good watch if you find it. But it's not nice. something I'm going to send to like, like, hey, come play this game with me. Here's, here's an example, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, no. That'd be that a fiasco. Fia- yeah. Fiasco would be great for a one shot for stuff like yeah, this. Exactly. But yeah. I, th- I think, especially if you kind of want to do a bunch of different stuff, Fate would probably be a decent one too. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's just crazy. Yeah. But yeah, Wes March is, I, I uh, can't stand it. <laughs> you don't like Fate? No, Fate's fine. I, I actually have a really cool game produced by a kid that I talked to who made the game called Operators. And it's a fate based game and it's special forces operators. And the kid did a really good job with, uh, well, he did a good job with Wikipedia and translating what Wikipedia says goes on into a cool game, but it's, but the fate dice, I, I'm one of those rare people. I really do like the fate dice. I understand them. I prefer that kind of thing, you know, where it's like, well, what does this happen? Well, I got two pluses and a minus and a nothing. Okay. Well, let's talk about it then. You know, yeah. But I also yeah. like the Fantasy Flight Games Genesis system. I like those dice because I don't need you to tell me the numbers. I need you to tell me how you're translating those numbers into an awesome story from your character's perspective. But I've only played Fate once and I loved it. I've never played yeah. the, the Genesis system. I've I played to. Fate Accelerated, but I've never played like the Fate Core. And I had a lot of fun. It was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was kind yeah. of just like a pickup game. Did you roll four like, dice? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you know, I got some pluses and I got some minuses. That's all. It was great. I enjoyed it. And one of my favorite, I gotta yeah. remember who they are. They don't. Do, they don't. They're not. Uh, they don't make anything anymore. But I will, used to listen to a podcast where it was the GM and just two guys doing a buddy cop movie, uh, with fate, <laughs> and it was absolutely freaking hilarious. If I can find it, I'll try and put it up. But it it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. Yeah. So should we move yeah, on? Fate has a lot of potential. Oh, fate does have a lot of potential. Just kind of, it. I don't know why it never caught on. To be honest, it just kind of never did. It's it's hard to understand until you yes. actually get in and play it. Mm-hmm. That's my big thing. It was like I watched stuff on it. I read stuff on it. I read all. I read most of the core book. I've read the other two shorter ones. I watched the Will Wheaton one where it's on tabletop, uh, his old show. And I was like, I understand this. And then I started playing one out and I'm like, I don't have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. But then I played it at a con and I am confident I can actually run one now. Like yeah, it's yeah. just, it, it's I just something you got to play really. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had fake dice, uh, made by a blacksmith up uh, a little ways from here. Oh. So that's, how much I enjoy fake fate. <laughs> That's pretty cool. We should try and do a fake game at some point. We'll add it to the list of games that we gotta do. Yeah, we still haven't played Alien. Yeah, we still gotta do that. <laughs> That's a good game. You just gotta do I had a lore. I don't know lore, so yeah. I had a perfect fun. game set up for these two dummies. It was gonna be amazing. It was gonna be one of the probably the better narrative things I've ever come up with for a game, and then it just it's still sitting here in my head. Well, you can still do it, but you know, I mean, whatever. I'm down to still. I'm down <laughs> to still. Doesn't believe me I'm, anymore. I'm still down to do it, and now I have time. I'm not doing I'm on, West marches anymore. So. I, I, I'm, I'm now on days. I actually have time to see people. 
my I have a life again, so I can actually do go. it now. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, West Marches. I'm not a fan. Sounds good. As I a player, a I can take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah, right. So I want to be a and fan. So, yeah, same thing. I, I really in my heart, it's the coolest thing I've ever heard. And then mm-hmm. we did it, and you know, Rich plays with me regularly and we talked about that too. And Rich can slam me as much as he wants because it's it's well earned. But there is a vast difference between how I run any other thing I've ever run for these guys and how West Marches goes down. Yeah. It sounds like one of those. I might as well have been running fifth edition. <laughs> that being said, I did have fun in the game. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't the typical style. I agree. Yeah. And and the only the only complaint that I had was I I would have liked the overland travel to be more meaningful mm-hmm. and more impactful because I'm yeah. I'm going into this going man it's cold so I I made sure to stock up on yeah. heavy winter gear and food and cuz I didn't yep. know what was going to happen so it's like yeah yeah I know I had all that done up and then I realized that this is going to fucking kill all the time yeah. possible yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah. like a- Never mind, you get to the fucking dungeon. I don't really care. <laughs> or yeah. could just no, I agree. Time. Right, yeah, I agree. But yeah, yeah, I just... It, it sounds like... Inner, mm. Yeah. It sounds like one of those things that it's just like, in Man. theory, it sounds nice. But then as soon as the practice yeah. comes into play, it just kind of falls apart. Sort of. It, it yeah, depends. I mean, if like you're, said, there's for dungeon delve, it's okay. I mean, yeah. you start in the dungeon and you you walk the dungeon and you're done, and that's that's okay if if you skip everything. But going in knowing that when we start, you are starting at the entrance of this dungeon. Yeah, that that sets your expectation a little bit, so it's okay. Yeah, and it and it depends on players too. I mean, there's literally thousands and thousands of people who play mm-hmm. successful West Marches campaigns. It's just yeah, setting one up is way more work than you expect it to be you're like oh i'll just get some gms together and some players and people will start doing their own thing no nope, that's not what happens <laughs> no, not at all. and i and i refuse to not it. yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna venture out of the the bible that is west marches to like prod people and shit you know mm-hmm. in fact i deleted posts and shit i was like stop talking about shit outside the rumors channel this is nonsense it's not where it happens <laughs> you know this was set up for a reason so whatever <laughs> That's it's funny. Crazy. <laughs> I'm sure most people really probably do enjoy playing West Marches because it lets them just play the game. And West Marches is also designed mostly for hack and slash style yeah. Dungeons and Dragons and Pathfinder or whatever. So most people who play those games are also they're interested in doing that. Whereas, you know. Well, I'd I'm say like my, my Crystal Heart one it was actually pretty successful for probably the first three or four months. We had one or two games a week, every week, and we had players for it and everything. And that's kind of why I started the stars dot numbers. One of my players, I played a one shot with him. He's like, I really miss that. I'm like, I could probably do it again. Um, and then, <laughs> but I'll do it a different way, you know, West March style instead yeah. of living world. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, it just um, kind of fizzled out and started taking up all my time. And I got so many other projects. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I got I got shit to write and design. All of it OGL. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, one. 
<laughs> oh, gee, we are not getting into 1.08 or, or 1.1 or 2.0. No, I have more creativity than the. I don't. I don't ride on other people's coattails. I have more creativity than that. So, <laughs> shots fired. So, as far as which West marches go, like there's kind of like a. Um, I guess I don't know if it's the original post because I know it goes all the way back to Gygax. Like it, it has roots within like the original group Gygax ran, you know, uh, but there's a post that I'll send to um, Santa that mm-hmm. is kind of the go-to is written in 2007 by Ben Robbins. Yep. That's kind of where you first start seeing a lot of people talking about it and really getting into like what Scott says uh, by the book. It, this would yeah. be by the book, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll send that to Santa so he has it for the site. But yeah. it's very draconian by the book, which is how, because it's how it's intended, you know. Mm-hmm. But you realize, like, God damn, <laughs> God damn, this is boring. Yeah, yeah, the door is locked. Okay, you pick it. Awesome. The door creaks open. Uh, there's a uh, room that's 20 by 40 feet. And in the uh, center of the room is a dining hall of some kind. And uh, there's four half orcs and a uh, obvious cleric praying to Grunch. Uh, roll for initiative. Okay. That fight's done. Uh, there's two exits out of the <laughs> And that's a good point, too, is it really distills it down to like the very most generic parts of a game in a lot of cases yeah. to get it right and to get it where you can keep going. It's just, yeah. it's very generic. You can't really put much flavor into it because you've got other people that have got their own flavor that they want to put into it. And mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's I, um, I even broke that rule in Rich's stupid ass adventure because <laughs> I role played a dumb goddamn dwarf because I can't resist it. I was like, oh, there's a dwarf up here being held hostage by some cult murder cult barbarians. Oh, you overhear him say this. Oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, here we go. We're just going to role play this. Ah, I captured my. <laughs> like, I can't do it. I can't, I, can't, I can't fucking do this. When normally I should have just said, uh, my name is Throngar and I have been captured by the barbarians. And I thank you for freeing me now. The dungeon is full of monsters and terror, but treasures. And then you should go in the dungeon. And then he goes away, or he goes with you, or whatever the hell happens. We never should have role-played any of that, which I violated my own (laughs) principles immediately. He just waves his hands in front of his face, and he's like, you can't see me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I have win. And the second game I ran, they went into a... like a tomb where a, a paladin of the of the of the Slavic Church, well, the pseudo Slavic Church, uh, had vanished and was buried or whatever. Um, and that was very sterile. Like here you go, to the dungeon, blah blah blah. There's this room. Okay. And by the end of that, I was just like, Jesus wept. I want to die. I can't fucking do this. I just. Ugh. I got too much. Dungeon world inside my heart. (laughs) I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of RPGs is being able to like uh, expand on the world and have everybody in it and backstory. I'm a big. I don't want the. I don't want your 19 page backstory, but I love playing into people's backstories. You know, like if they have some, I love playing into that and featuring people from their backstories into the games and. I've tried to do that with West Marches, and it's just impossible to keep up with. Because uh, you got yeah. so many players, you got so many characters. It's 
you just not you're not going to keep up right. with it. And, and unless Auntie May is ending up in a fucking dungeon somewhere as a kidnap victim, yeah, it really shouldn't be. But you know, it's oh man, I can't. <laughs> but the idea is cool. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It'll draw me back in one day. I like I'll how- do another one one day, thinking gonna be different this time and it's gonna be the same thing i like how that's kind of almost like the whole thing of it is like it's really cool but once you start playing it it kind of sucks and that it, it, i just keep on hearing that over and over again and it's it's, it's kind of funny but uh yeah I don't again know. if if that's your style of gaming you'll be happy if you yeah. don't want to do the cool voices and accents and like like matt said like if you don't want to pull people's hindrances and their edges into it or their or their background a little bit or let them build onto the lore or even take the, mo- the the three fucking minutes to be like okay you're picking the guy lo- you as you turn the lock your tension bar begins to spring forward ever so slightly and there's a snap right because you roll a critical failure or whatever however behind you you hear the keys. You can't even do that. It's just like, no. no, the fucking door is locked. You failed your roll. Get fucked. Go back to town on your stupid map you've drawn. Now you have to put door locked, couldn't get through, and then some other group of uh, player characters are going to fucking go and do this. <laughs> and I just, that's, so if that's your kind of style of game, you're going to be okay. It's not my style of game. Yeah, it's a lot of if people's you, style of game. Spread it out. is. And there's nothing wrong with that. If not okay. wrong. If you thought Curse of Strahd was real complicated because it's like oh, all over the place, don't do West Marches. Or go do West Marches. That's perfect for you. <laughs> <laughs> if you love Curse of Strahd and you were like, this is amazing. I can't wait for we're going to move one hex at a time through the the, the Zolich Woods, don't do West Marches. You're, you're going to hate them. Oh, I absolutely love Hex Crawls. Like, yeah. Oh, so Hex Crawls are totally different. So I want to run you guys through a hex crawl, but I don't think we'll do it in Savage Worlds. I'll do it in Dungeon okay. World. No, I'm yeah. fine with whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna because have to I have up. Perils of the Wilder of the Wilds, and it's amazing for for hex crawls in that kind of environment. It's it's it actually helped me create all the tables for the Savage Worlds shit. Um, it's just that well done. So, so kind of going back on that, uh, I don't know about Forbidden Lands. I've, I've kind of read through a little bit, but I know Mutineer Zero um, is sort of kind of like built as it's not it's more of like it's not a West Marsh in the sense that you have random people coming in. Right. But you do have the central base that you kind of venture out from. And it's still it's not a hex crawl. It's, it's a grid. But you explore each grid sector, I think is what they call it at a time and explore and find things in the sector. Um, so it's very much, it's very similar to that. I think I want to say forbidden lands is very yeah. close to that as well. For, forbidden lands is actually, that. yeah. Forbidden lands is actual hex crawl. Uh, yeah. You've got, in fact, you roll every hex you go through to see nice. what yeah, happens and, and stuff like yeah. that. So, and it was a fun setting there. There's all kinds of weird stuff that happens. And um, I, I, I love forbidden lands. It was a fun game. Nice. Yeah, and that's how Mutant New Zero works too, is you roll and nice. find out what's in the sector. And one of the things that they suggest at the beginning of the book is to like use a map of your own area. But mm-hmm. um, when you actually go into those areas, you know, you may not have the McDonald's there anymore. 
What? Poke the <laughs> but the, the fries and the burger patties will be there, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll still be. Yeah. Those are never going away. Yeah. Still fresh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fresh ish. <laughs> okay. So. They're just cold. I, it, we, we talked a bit about games we have to run. So I wrote up a little bit of a list of games to run for us. And sorry, I'm having fun with with me figuring out how to do this shit on OBS. So, you know, but uh, you got a list of games to show. Yeah. Here we go. This is what I got so far. Dude, that's that's fine. PowerPoint at least, man. Put it in PowerPoint. I already had Word (laughs) open. Come on. It's sterile. Yeah. What kind of bullshit is that? That's like the West Marches of apps that you could yeah, use. Yeah, right? This is nonsense. <laughs> I need a title I need a title slide, and then I need a what we're going to talk about slide, and then I need a bluff slide. And Let's then have cool bullet I need... points. <laughs> I'm going to unstrike this. <laughs> Multimedia. Now, the, the funny thing is none of us on screen can actually read what your camera says. No, 100%. <laughs> You're filming through a butter lens. No, it still doesn't work. Now it's big butter. Bite me. <laughs> But it doesn't actually show on that? No, yeah. we, we, it's just all pixely. Oh, uh, <laughs> that sucks. Until you may bite me like 9,000 font. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once you make the rest of it 9,000 font, that would be the next logical step. Man. You're like, like bringing said, the Master Chief out of me right now. I'm like, could you just get on with the fucking briefing? <laughs> well, this is the only one I think that you would care about is this one. No. Oh yes, 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 yes. God, man, I can't wait for that game. Oh my god, it's gonna be so much fun. Yep. Son of a bitch, it's gonna be so much fun. I missed it. Well, I was still with pastries but... with cream. Yeah, we're gonna do a low life Deadlands crossover. Crossover. Oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be so amazing. In my head, it's gonna be amazing. Uh, in my mind, it'll be amazing too. And then once I start playing, I'm gonna get su- running it. I'm gonna get super nervous because. Uh, you guys no, don't get nervous. Just go off camera. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, just be like, be like, oh, you can't see me, so I can't see you. That's how it works. <laughs> Santa put his head in the sand again. Where'd he go? No. It'll be fine, man. I mean, it's 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 yeah. it's zany gonzo, so it's right up your alley. Oh yeah. I, I gotta I wouldn't I, ask you to run. I wouldn't ask you to run. I wouldn't ask you to narrate ten fucking candles for us. And be like, and then and then the clown's dildo falls out. Ah, I'm just I, kidding. Hey, I've only brought up dildos once on in my table game. Hey, there you go, bring in Seth moves into text mm. into ten candles. And, and I've brought them up zero during games. So <laughs> I'm saying you're missing out, man. <laughs> Even Nintendo referenced no. the dildo once. That's a I true mean, statement. Yeah, true there's statement. a book series yeah. called uh, "Caverns and Creatures," and they deal with dildos. Quite <laughs> they kill vampires with them. Yeah, it's great. Anyways, let's move on to the next segment. Is, is it powered by the apocalypse? Because it sounds like it's powered by the apocalypse. <laughs> no, it's 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 TNC. Get it? Like D and D? Like oh, yeah, bags of holding and everything? Yeah. They like get trapped in their, their D and D world. It's great. Oh my God. It's 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 great toilet humor. Oh, there you go. All yeah. 
like they start uh, like when they start out. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna tell you this because this is funny. I think they start out and they're playing in real li- or like real life, you know, like real life D and D. Yeah. And they go into a town. They cut off the guard's head and they shove it in the sack because that's funny. And then they get trapped in the world. And they go into the bar and open the sack and the head falls out. And they're like, what the fuck? That's fucked up. Why'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, the whole book is that line of type oh, toilet. It's, it's great. Well, book series. There's like 20 books now. Holy God. Oh, yeah. I'm in the wrong line of work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, Scott, you picked up something specifically for our street or oh, yeah. YouTube videos. Um Mm-hmm. I'll let you kind of explain what we're doing here. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and hopefully, we'll be able to answer something. Yeah. So it's, uh, this is that thing I'm going to fail. It's Trivial Pursuit for Dungeons and Dragons because uh, well, we support Hasbro. I have Hasbro stock, so just... <laughs> <laughs> sell them, sell them. Oh, well, I ain't selling that shit yet. It's gone. <laughs> Next, you're going to be making and one. If you're D&D big mad at Hasbro and Watsy, I have, yeah, I have bad news for you. If you're big mad at Watsy and Hasbro, because I can tell you what their stock is doing, and it's not going down. <laughs> <laughs> you can stop making your memes now. I was I was surprised about that when I checked it the other day. I was like, "What it's, the hell is happening?" It, it's amazing. It's almost like investors are different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah. The only time that's why I don't invest. Yeah, the only time that. Hasbro stock is going to crash is if they launch one D and D and the site is completely broken at launch and it drives away all the audience. That's the only way it's going to crash it. I don't think anything to do with those. And then you have all the other Hasbro properties that are still making money hand over fist. That's crazy talk. You have like the world's largest toy manufacturer or something. You have like magic. The gathering is some kind of important card game in life. You know, they didn't mess that up recently or anything. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Although, all the cards. We, we definitely need to cover this topic because I read some dumb shit online and I was surprised to see it like uh, people taking these really interesting stands because people were like, you got to stop buying Magic the Gathering. And people were like, and let my local game store go under? Are you fucking dumb? <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's their bread and butter. And I was like, oh, Nerd Wars, this is great. <laughs> I, I do enjoy their controversy oh. with their anniversary uh, cards that they were selling for like a pack for a thousand bucks. They were selling cards, yeah. and it's like it's all like the special edition cards, the very fancy. But the things people are like, okay, well, these cards are very rare, and they're not in production, so we're putting them in production. But the only thing is, yeah. when you get these cards, you cannot use them in tournaments. You can, they are only proxies for home games. Anything else, and they're useless. So it's like you just spent a thousand bucks to randomly get four cards that might be really good, and you can't really use them. Yeah. And a person who's spending a thousand, like who's buying those cards, chances are they play competitive. And it's like it's kind of just ruining the whole mm-hmm. freaking process. The cards. I thought yeah. it, it was hilarious to hear about all this drama, but oh yeah, this is crazy. Okay, so there's categories, <clears throat> and I'll tell you the categories. I should have typed this in the thing, but I'm dumb. Uh, so <laughs> there is uh, – we'll start with Santa. Oh, no. Let's see. So there's Magic and Miscellany, <clears throat> History, Monsters, Dungeons and Adventures, Characters, and Cosmology. Oh, fuck. And I haven't looked at these cards. I just opened them. 
I feel like all these categories I'm going to suck at. So I'm going to go with magic. Magic. Magic and miscellany is green. So the cloak of arachnidia grants the wearer resistance to what type of damage? Poison. Come on, see? Look at you. Well, oh, it's it, it, it's arachne. It, it's it's a pretty self-explanatory at that point. One yeah! point, one point I, for me. I'll I'll keep track of points. One 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 point Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing what the sorting hat would tell you. <laughs> uh, so, Matt. Uh, history, monsters, dungeons and adventures, characters, or cosmology? Monsters. Monsters. These are some pretty good questions, actually. What, oh, what do flumps feed on? Um, slime. No There's a thousand <laughs> DD nerds. Oh no! They uh, mental energy what? from psionic creatures. Typical prey include know. mind flares, <laughs> abolis, githyanki, and githzerai. And they have a name called flump. Flump. Yeah, they look like yeah. uh, they're jellyfish that float in the air. Oh. See, I was thinking this... some kind of like myconid type thing. Uh, no. They should come up with a better name, though. I mean, that 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 like, name does not strike fear into the hearts of mind flares. This is where I might fail, but I I, believe, I do believe that the flump was introduced in Fiend Folio for first edition. I I'd have to look. I've got it. I still have that book somewhere. Oh, yeah, shit. I those can are, be very wrong. Literally flying spaghetti monsters. They, yes, yes, yeah. That's what uh, I said. They're like fucking jellyfish that float. Well, and, and it wouldn't surprise me because Fiend Folio was the one with the, the most messed up monsters. I mean, it's like, let's have an yeah. entire monster section of, of uh, yeah, flump. Uh, geometry. It yeah, is that exactly. thingy right there. There's a cube attacking. It's kind of. But cute. I had the Githzerai right. and the Githyanki. With okay, hey, so at least I knew the Githyanki was like the cool one. That I, I will. Cool Githyanki yeah. and Death Knight, if I remember correctly, was in there as well. Yep, Death Knight was in there as well, and that changed the face of every campaign ever made. Yeah, okay, especially Dragonlance. I mean, that Dragonlance had that really cool Death Knight. It did. Lord, yeah. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Lord Soth from Ravenloft. Don't yes. get me started. Just let it go. Just <laughs> let it go. I read. I read that shit online, and I was like, "You, I'm logging off. I'm logging off." Lord Soth got his start in Ravenloft. Nope. Okay, we're done. <laughs> we're done. You're an idiot. You you can't even Google anything. Okay, Rich. Uh, let's uh, go with cosmology. Cosmology. That's a good one. Oh, this is a rough one. Shit. <clears throat> in Faerun. Which of the old empires, a rival of <laughs> Mulhorand, declined under the rule of the god king uh, Gilgiam and fractured after his death? I'm not looking. <laughs> you I, I I have never played any of the official Deadlands campaigns, so I don't know any. I know Faerun, I, or I've heard of it. I've heard of Forgotten Realms. I've heard of. Uh, Greyhawk, I have not done anything with any of them, so I have no clue. So you have no guess. Okay, I haven't looked at it yet. Uh, The only old empire I really remember is oh god, it starts with an A, Anarok, and and Anarok. It's a giant fucking desert now. Let's see. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Unther, it's because it's Forgotten Realms and no one cares. (laughs) Fifth edition only cared about the Sword Coast, so don't come at me, anybody. 
You know, for 5th edition fans, there's an actual giant-ass continent, plus other things in Faerun, not just the Sword Coast. All right. I should have, uh, I should photocopy these. Um, what's left? Um, I don't know how to ask myself a question. Uh, Is the answer on the same side as the question? No, it's like Trivial Pursuit. So I, I flip it over and only look at the color. Oh. So I could switch cards, I guess. But I want to yeah. burn through the cards. Okay, you guys pick the category for me. History? Or Dungeons and Adventures or Characters? Let's go Characters. Yeah. Characters? And anyone? All right, and it better not be Drizzt. <laughs> Bro. Okay, and it's not Drizzt. Thank Jesus. I thought that would be the first. In the Dungeons and Dragons animated series, 1983 to 1985. So okay. Child. It better not be Uni. The, it's not Uni. Who is the skilled acrobat who fights with a staff? God damn it. I can't remember her name. Oh my God. Oh, she's got the. What was that, Santa? They have an animated series? I didn't even know they had an animated series. Had back in the 80s. Had. They, they run a Hank, roller coaster, man. Yeah, there's Hank the Ranger, Bobby the Barbarian, Uni the Useless Piece of Shit Unicorn. <laughs> I think it was Sheila. Sheila was either the thief or the acrobat. Oh. I'm going to say Sheila. Fuck it. Sheila. That was Diana. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. I think uh, Santa wins this round, so bravo. Thank you. Congratulations, Thank you. man. There you go. I, oh, no, there you you know your Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. You, you, yeah. Uh, you are a five. You, you are a D&D master. I, what can I say? Right. I know the 5e. I know the 5e. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you know what a fucking arachnid it is. <laughs> I know. I, I'm not going to lie. I almost feel like I got the, I got the cheap answers. <laughs> it was literally the and like finders. I was like, Scott, you're saying finders thing, and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> so that was just that. What didn't what didn't we do on the card? Because I don't know. We got a little time left. We but, didn't do the dungeon thing. We didn't do dungeons, right? Yeah. Okay, so dungeons is. Uh... This is a bonus round. This is how we'll do this. Anyone can buzz in. What icon is below the amper, ampersand on the spine of the book version of the 2017 Tomb of Annihilation? Oh, that's easy. It's the uh, green devil face. <laughs> I like how you're like, this is easy. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know what you're talking about. The, the green devil yeah. face is like one of the things in the actual dungeon itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's where it, you it was one of the handouts, it. even in the original dungeon. It, it was, and if you haven't played Tomb of Annihilation yet, or uh, the um, the Tomb of Asarak, what's the uh, S two Tomb of Horrors? If you haven't played yeah. that yet, when you see the green devil face, you put your hand in there, and something yeah. magical happens. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't uh, Tomb of Terrors the first one that actually had player handouts as well, like to show them the Oh, you mean two more, two more horrors, right? S, S2? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember correctly, that was the first module that was published that had official handouts that you, you were supposed you to give might, to. You might be right because it had a whole booklet that came separate from yeah. the, uh, the module originally. Yeah. Okay, so real quickly, uh, what is the first D&D campaign setting produ- product published by TSR? Bo- uh, keep on the Borderlands. If you're talking modules. Campaign setting. Oh, campaign setting, Greyhawk. Anyone else? I would also have to say Greyhawk. 
mostly just because of, we the world I just, of Greyhawk, nineteen eighty. <clears throat> nice. And, and the only reason why I know that more. is because we had to look up um, no, Magic Bolt. We had to look up Magic Bolt, and I saw the Greyhawk oh, setting. Magic yeah. Missile. Magic Missile. Not yeah, Magic, Magic Bolt. Come on, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs> really? I have an issue with saying the oh. right words. That That's a shocker. <laughs> I'm the host of a podcast. <laughs> I, I host I a podcast. It doesn't mean I can speak. <laughs> Truth is, he doesn't want to get sued by the OGL when it comes up for the time. <laughs> <laughs> they just demonetize everything he's ever done. That's oh. right. <laughs> I think they'll only so demonetize was, a few of tr- <laughs> no, no. Oh, God, yeah. Hey, the trivia was... I think that was fun. That was... Uh, yeah, that was I different. agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It'd be yeah, fun if I knew Right, yeah. I don't know. I've read Drizzt <laughs> and I've read um, uh, an anthology or listened to it on audiobook. And uh, Ice T actually reads one of the stories in the anthology. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, shit. Um, oh, yeah, because they have terrible have you, narrator. Yeah, have you listened to the? They have the like the bloopers of that when he's like, oh, "What kind of shit is this, man?" <laughs> <laughs> I want to say he actually plays that that Joe John DiMaggio, whatever his name is, uh, that plays with all the Hollywood actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he actually plays with him, like in real life. Yeah, yeah man. Hmm. Interesting. So there we go. Grizz was good though, the original. Yeah. Now also changed Dungeons and Dragons forever. That dumb fucking character in the goddamn Unearthed Arcana. They allowed people <laughs> to play Drow elves for the first time, and it was just it ruined first edition. Jesus wept. Because <laughs> hey, you might you might find this hard to believe, but when you allow people to play a drow elf, um, they're going to be a fucking el- a ranger with two scimitars. I I know it's hard to believe that gamers aren't fucking creative, <laughs> but that's what you're going to get. I mean, it could be a thief. Yeah, <laughs> except they don't play those. They play rangers with uh, two tw- twin scimitars. I'm actually wondering what. Yeah, but it's cool. What races were you able to originally play in second edition? Second edition? Uh, dwarf, elf, halfling. Half elf. Half elf. Half elf. Yeah. Gnome. I think they. Gnome. I always forget gnomes because they're useless. Um, <laughs> was half work in there? Or did they. Re- I, did, uh, I think they removed half work for second edition, right? No, they just said. Uh, I think half work was in second edition, wasn't it? I don't remember. Uh, they have dwarves, elves, gnomes, half elves, halflings, and humans. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, they must have taken the half work out. That's weird. Yeah. I think they added it in later, but of course they yeah. had five thousand splat books. <laughs> <laughs> so why are gnomes for so two? Yes, yes, they did. <laughs> That's why when everyone's mad at Watson, it was like you don't know shit about the hobby. You are a Johnny come fucking lately. And that's your problem. You don't know the Book of Elves, the Book of Dwarves, the Book of Fighters, the Book of Rangers, the Book of Thieves, the Book of Magic Book users, of Psionics. The Book of, clerics, the Book of Psionics, the fucking Skills and Powers books, uh, all the historical books, the, the Book of Vikings, the Charlemagne's Paladins. Wilderness Adventures. Right. Yeah, you don't know shit about the hobby. And then when 3rd edition hit, that's when it got real exciting because there was a book for everything. The Book of Feats. 
And it was just a 500 pages of nonsense feats. And there was a book of erotic fantasy, which is a, what it sounds like. And then there was uh, <laughs> and fourth edition. A lot of people think fourth edition failed. Well, this is our OGL special. Fourth edition didn't fail because of monetary. Actually, fourth edition outsold third edition. Um, fourth edition had other issues of why it failed. When you produce like 30 books in 24 months, that creates an issue. Yeah. Also, might just, be surprised. Just looking at second edition, they had some I've weird from- math on here. It's like for the gnomes, for it's, every, it's- you get a one plus bonus for every three and a half points of constitution score. Three yeah. and a half yeah. points. Yeah. So weird. A seven yeah. is going to give you, right, two, two. points. Yeah. Mm. I'll wait till you fucking read up on Thacko. That's really going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> when, how, how do you not like Thacko? <laughs> I love Thacko. Thacko's so easy to do math on. That's what I thought. I, you, you know, the original, like, <laughs> 1E, the problem was the lower your AC the better it was. And there was this entire chart that had to say, if you have an AC of two, then fighter needs this, uh, wizard needs that. And it was just, it was just, you had to look at that chart. There's no way you could memorize every armor class. It's so easy. That easy. Thacko, you start with, you start with a 20, you subtract the armor class and that's what you have to roll over. It's not hard. I don't know how to make it hard. Armor class of two, full plate mail. Uh, or plate mail. Uh, so two minus twenty. That's eighteen. You got to roll eighteen or better. Yeah. Boom, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> no, that yeah. was bullshit. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, it, it looks. I like, suck ass at math, and I could play that. It, I think <laughs> get, get the chart. Get it. the chart for HC hits. Oh, one sec. Money. I no, got the Thacko chart. Yeah. Yeah. Thacko was never a charts. problem. No, I keep charged for wounds and Savage Worlds. See, there you go. No, Thacko doesn't even look that hard. I'm not even going to bring it up. It's it's not. No, it's not. not. The, the chart you need to look at is the 1E combat. Yes. Because that there was massive. It's cross-indexing. It like stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's cross-indexing. You're, you're a fighter and you're going after armor class 10. You need to roll this. And it was, it was just wacky. But you know, cleric and a fight or a fighting man, and then uh, a dwarf elf. Yeah, there was dwarves used the fighting man, uh, elves used the fighter or fighting man or the magic user, depending on what they felt like for the day. Yeah, oh, but you know what they all still did? Rolled that they rolled that boring ass d twenty. <laughs> yeah, which was cool back in the eighties though, because that was like the first weird yeah. die I ever saw. Yeah, man, I didn't know what to do with that. That's crazy. Yeah, so there's your there's your historical lesson in Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, I hope that. Hey, Matt, what are we going to say about fourth edition or something? Sorry, Matt. Uh, I was going to say, like, I've heard that, uh, like, going back to the West Marches thing, the people who really like just combat and play it just for combat, I, I've heard that fourth edition did that really well. Like, I'm hundred percent would be the like, best edition would, for it. Yeah, like I've heard from a lot of people that's their favorite edition because that's what they like doing is just fighting shit and killing, yeah. killing monsters and yeah Yeah. nice but i think on that note folks i think we're uh all done for the day i hope you guys enjoyed this episode uh if you have any comments on west march or if you even have a west march campaign that actually worked uh do it in the description below uh subscribe shoot us a like it really helps we're a tiny channel 
And uh, yeah, well, hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Bye bye. Unless you guys got any last see word. Flump. No, <laughs> I love that word now. It's my new favorite word. Flump. <laughs> 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 <laughs>